a number of key things that are going to be happening in this new year uh, as we've, uh, you know, from sort of the middle of September moved from the year 5775 into 5776. And as we progress right through to September next year, nations will align with God or against God. One of the things that we've been doing here and we will be doing uh, particularly into Europe is to pray that the nations would get aligned with God. And part of that is an alignment with Israel. And it's interesting that some states in some nations have been deliberately aligning with Israel, even producing um, sort of paper commitments to the nation of Israel. So there's some states in America where they have made a public declaration and that they've written that down about their support for Israel. And, you know, the, the leaders of that state have signed that declaration before God to say, we will commit to praying for and supporting Israel. Now, our nation up to now has done that, but there are obviously people in our own government who are anti-Israel And anything that Israel does, you know, they're wanting to come down on. There's voices in the United Nations coming against Israel. And because this house, this church and this ministry uh, stands in support of Israel doesn't mean that we're standing against the Palestinians. So to say that you are praying for Israel, you're supporting Israel, is not a political statement It's just aligning with what God's heart is towards the nation. And we've said on many occasions that that doesn't mean we agree with everything that Israel does. Just like we don't agree with everything that our government does, do we? You know, we pray for our government. We trust that they'll make good laws that will help us, that will benefit us. And it's it's been interesting recently where, you know, people have had to go forwards again placarding to say... You know, don't just cut the benefit system right now because it's all right saying maybe people will get prosperous in the future. But what about now? How are we going to take care of people? And there's been a lot of voices, hasn't there, to say to government, change your policies. So we believe that we need to support Israel whether or not they're doing the right things. But we know that ultimately the Bible tells us that the nations will come against Israel and try and force her into subjection to doing what they want. So we're in a season where we're going to be praying for the nations, our nations and other nations, and we really know that we're going to be sending teams into Europe to stand on the borders of different nations, praying and decreeing that those nations will align with Israel. It's interesting to see what's happening with the nations with Many thousands of people flooding out of the Middle East that uh, maybe have, have, um, have got an Islamic background and they're coming into Europe and that can either be positive or it can be negative. We want to be able to win them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that we can care for them, we can show them uh, you know, what, it, what it means to be able to embrace them and help them grow and develop. But we obviously don't want to come under another ungodly system in Europe. We've got enough of that, haven't we? Uh, Europe is quite a dark continent. So nations are going to align with God. Now, Babel will begin to shake. The Babylonian system 
is going to begin to shake. Now, Babylon is man's system. Uh, the word Babel, the Tower of Babel, was a period of time when, the, as mankind was, was growing and developing, they wanted to move, and they moved into a big area, flat area, kind of Mesopotamia, I suppose, Iran, Iraq, that sort of area. And they came to the plain of Shinar, it says, and they decided that they were going to build something that would make a name for them. So they built the Tower of Babel. And we often associate confusion with Babel, don't we? Because it, it said that they had this idea that they wanted to be like God and they wanted to build a tower to heaven. Now that's lovely if you're wanting to get to God, but they wanted to be God, which is a bit different. And so they... God came down and confused their languages because what God wanted was for mankind to populate the planet and they wanted to stay together and make a name for themselves. You know, like they do on um, The Voice or what's that other music thing? X Factor and things like that. You know, everybody wants to have the X Factor, don't they? Everybody wants to be great. Everybody wants to have loads of money and all the rest of it. But the word... um, the word that means jumble or confusion is the word B-A-L-A-L, Balal. Babel in the Hebrew, we all know what the letter E-L is, L. It means God. And Bab means gate. So the actual word Babel means the gate of God. It was interesting when I was reading that because I was thinking about our gates here. The enemy always tries to counterfeit what God wants. God wants to bring men and women to himself that they might have a personal relationship with him and that the things that are part of the kingdom of heaven, which is peace, which is justice, good things that most of us aspire to and want to see, those good things are kind of fought against by an enemy that wants to destroy us. Jesus talked about this opponent of ours called Satan who only wants to come kill, steal and destroy And so he is very active in the world to try and destroy anything that has the mark of God on it. Howard mentioned about, you know, the nobility of giving our lives for others. Self-sacrificing is a great noble thing and Jesus has done that for us so that we could come to our relationship with God. Now, here's another thing. I need to move quickly. This is a year that God sends his word from heaven to begin to destroy the gates of hell because hell wants to take people in. Those people that are involved in witchcraft are not just people that, um, you know, hang cobwebs outside their house at Halloween. They're people that sacrifice children and adults and lots of animals to Satan because they know that blood releases spiritual power. And if you just think we're being a bit silly, you want to read some of the books from Witchcraft to Christ by Doreen Irvin. And we've read other books that have got sort of warnings on where, where uh, someone that came out of a coven had been groomed and, you know, been made pregnant in the coven and the things that happened to the babies. You know, it's real, guys. It's real. You might remember a few years ago, one of the councils tried to bring a case of satanic ritual abuse and tried to bring it and expose it and deal with it. And it all went horribly wrong because the people that are involved in Satanist and Satanism are not 
stupid people. They are highly qualified, they'll be working in the health service, they'll be in law firms, they'll be in places of influence. They are men and women who have lots of money, lots of influence, and can hide their practices, but they save certain... They serve Satan, they worship Satan, and they sacrifice to Satan. So it is very, very real. And so we have a very real enemy. Now, why has God left that enemy? Because he's giving men and women choices. We can either choose good or we can choose evil. And all of us have that choice to do the right thing or to do the wrong thing. And so we've got an enemy. Anyway, we're going to move on, aren't we? Have you got some things to pray for, though, already? Yeah. Yes. Now, this is the year where we're going to be holding the VAV. And um, this, the, the, the VAV is, is this. It's the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It's like a tent peg or a hook. It does kind of hold things. If any of you have ever gone camping, you've needed one of these. Well, you've needed several of these to... <laughs> to hold your awning down or your tent down, and when it gets really windy, these come under pressure. But this is the time to hold the vav while the hammer of God's word begins to break open those gates that have been held shut. So it's important as we get into this year that we see the word of God being released like never before. So Lord, I pray right now, release revelation to every single one of us. Lord, as we read your word, would you lead us into passages, maybe even books of the Bible that we've never read before, never studied before. But Lord, would you release to us fresh places to go in your word and that revelation, those eyes to see, that, that seer anointing. Lord, I release it to all of us that might... Uh, dig into your word so that we can begin to see fresh revelation from your word that is actually going to enable you to pull down strongholds, to destroy structures that have been set against you and against your kingdom and set against men and women in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So that's kind of really important. And one of the other things that that, that, uh, Chuck has said is that we must release the captivity in our bloodline from the past and unlock our future. Now, what does that mean? That means that there are things in our family lines, in our bloodlines, that have an impact on us today. So it might be uh, people in our bloodlines that maybe have have been into Freemasonry, where all of those people that have become Masons have made a decree over themselves. They've cursed themselves and their family line as well in amongst the, uh, the rites that they have as they're being initiated into uh, Freemasonry. And that can often come down those family lines and affect us, particularly in the area of Ill, Ill health. And so we have the power of the blood of Jesus to break those curses on our lives. And we are going to be doing, we're setting a date aside to actually pray through those particular curses in Freemasonry to break them off of our lives. There might be others that have dabbled in witchcraft, even tarot cards and things like that, and they do have implications in our lives. You know, we've met people recently who have just played with the Ouija board, and that has opened a door into their lives and has brought schizophrenia, and because they've been hearing voices, they're on the strongest medication, they've lost their jobs as a result of this, purely from playing with Ouija boards. So these things are very, very real. 
Well, we can break off those curses off of our lives and we can be free from them. But there can be other things as well in our bloodlines that impact us as people. Sexual sins come down through ten generations, the Bible says. Well, we can deal with them in our generation so that we pass on godly things, good things, wholesome things to our children. So that's something else that we need to deal with. This is a year when the kingdom force will be applied in the earth realm. The, 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 the gospel of the kingdom is going to go out with power and men and women of the kingdom are going to enforce the rule of God in the earth realm. Amen. Thank you, Dit. We're going we're to do that forcibly. We know that there's a difference between the church and the kingdom. The church is smaller than the kingdom. Just as our government in Westminster is smaller than the Commonwealth of Nations that is part of you know, our wider remit of countries that we have involvement with, the Church of Jesus Christ is smaller than the Kingdom of God because the Kingdom is the world, is the globe and everything's going in it, going on in it. Can you imagine if everybody who is involved in every organisation in the land loved God and served God and gave their lives for God and others and wanted justice and righteousness and our godly laws, do you think there'd be any, any lack in the world? Do you think there'd be poverty? Do you think that the hospitals would be able to cope? Hey, there'd be people there just praying for the sick as they got brought in. In fact, there'd probably be very few people coming into those places. We'd have justice. We wouldn't have human trafficking. We wouldn't have all the ills that we've got and the problems that we've got if we lived our lives according to God's law. We wouldn't. But it's going to happen. There is going to be a time. But we're in a period when we have an opportunity to choose. So the kingdom is going to be forcefully advancing in these days. And that's why prayer is so vital for all of us to be involved in that. Now, God's kingdom people will confound the enemy and plunder the resources of the enemy. One of the things that Dave was telling us about yesterday was that the month of Kislev is associated with the tribe of Benjamin. Now, the tribe of Benjamin were really good with the bow and arrow. Now, I better be careful with this because this, this is a proper bow. And this is an arrow that I bought. It's fairly dull, but it would make a nasty bruise on you. But they were ones that were good with the bow. But the interesting thing about them was that they could use their left hand as well as their right hand. So they were good at slinging, weren't they? As, as slingers and warriors using their left. You know what that means? That means that they often, as they came against their enemies were confusing their enemies because not only could they use this hand, they could use that hand. There's a term in cricket about bowling a googly, which is usually somebody who bowls very different to what they're used to and that actual action catches them out and they go to swing the ball but they miss and the ball goes for the wickets and the stumps are gone. Now in this season, we are going to learn how to fight left-handed. 
I've not thought about that before. So we just release that, Lord, right now. You're going to teach us fresh strategies that's going to confuse the enemy. We're going to rise up in a new way that's going to mean what he expected from us is not going to happen. Because from the teaching we've done the last few weeks about offence, when somebody does something against you, you're not going to get offended now, are you? You're actually going to be very different and give that person a gift. Because you're going to say, thank you that you've helped shape my character. Dave's not convinced that you're going to do that. So I'll just mention that again. Now that you know that offence is the bait of the enemy, it's like the piece of cheese in the mousetrap. And when you get an opportunity to be offended because somebody said something you don't like or somebody's not done something that you expected and you wanted them to, and you... Now, what you're going to do is you're going to say, I've learned, I'm going to give them a gift. Wow, would that confuse the enemy? You know, the times when I've done something, given somebody a gift or whatever, so many times it's been like, wow. Or those of you who've gone back to the shop and you've said, you gave me too much change. And they think you're weird, don't they? It's like, what? You mean, I gave you five pounds too much and you brought it back? Well, you know, yeah, we're, we're honest. I mean, that throws a googly against the enemy when you do things like that. When you send in your tax return and it's correct, and you've not tried to fiddle a tax man, that just sends the enemy a googly. It does. When you do something that's right, that's honourable, that's good, or you go above and beyond. Yeah. When you do more for your boss, you know, well, I'm only paid for 40 hours. Well, I'm going to stay a bit later or I'm going to come a bit early and I'm going to do this because I know the business is struggling or somebody's away or somebody's sick. I'm going to do something for them. Hey, what would that do? I can tell you're all dumbfounded. You say nothing. (laughs) That would be good. Now, this is going to be a year of supernatural giving. Oh, wow. This is a good one, isn't it? To secure the five remaining years of a 10-year period because... We're in 5776. So the decade of the 70s from 5770 to 5779. That's right, in 10. Yeah. In that decade, this is the I in decade, which the picture of the, the Hebrew letter I in, which is spelled L Y A Y I N. Is the, is the pictograph of an eye, so it means to see, and it means to look and look again. Because sometimes, well, all of you will know, when, you've, when you read your Bible, you'll, you'll read a passage that you've read before, but suddenly when you read it this time, you see something you've not seen before. You think, oh, wow, you know, I've never seen that before. I never realised that. That's because... We're, we're being given the ability in this decade to be able to see things we've not seen before. See your loved ones worshipping alongside you. That's so key for those of you who've got unsaved husbands or you know, partners or family members. Begin to see them doing that. Jenny, when she was praying for her dad here on the front, uh, saw him with his hands raised even when he was against God 
And when they used to call him at the Pirelli, Evil Johnny, that was his nickname, Evil Johnny at Pirelli, when he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, he had a complete transformation in his life. But she saw him as she prayed for him. She saw him with his hands raised and she believed that God was going to do a work in his life. So see that. But we're going we're gonna to see supernatural giving because one of the things that we've not told you yet, but the decision has been made to take out the place centre structure. We've made that decision. We had a visit from um, Peter Hughes, who's part of Charity Bank. We have a mortgage with Charity Bank. And he came uh, two weeks ago and was asking us some questions that helped us realise that that structure in there is not where we're going as a ministry. And so for me to say we're going to take it out is a big jump. But we believe that, that God wants that space and so we're going to take that out. It's been a very expensive toy for children but that's we're going to fill that space with worshipping children and worshipping youth and this building is going to be very different to how it's been before so we're going to take that out and we're going to need to recarpet and do other things through there we might even take another wall out in that room who knows but we're going to keep growing for the sake of others that don't know Jesus Christ you know, when you begin to think of what's going on in the schools, we've got to reach our children. It's desperate. So few of our children that are in classrooms have two parents that were married all the period of time and they've still got the same parents, still married, still together. Most children in classrooms now are either on the second or third sets of parents or whatever it is. We've, we've got a, a, a mashed up world with people that are, that, are, that, are, that are struggling in their own personal lives. Men and women who don't know who their birth parents are or they don't spend any time with them. And when you watch some of the programmes on the TV, some of these programmes, Jenny loves one called Long Lost Family, where maybe people have been adopted and eventually later on in life they meet their, their, their parent that had them. This, the pain that those people have lived with is just incredible. And we're breeding a whole generation of people who are not living with their natural parents. They're, 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 and they're carrying that DNA and it's kind of scattered. It's, it's fragmenting the whole of society and that's not what God wants. And so, we, you know, it's something that, that we've got to work to bring healing into children in schools and, and into um, those that are in university, and adults as well, big time. David and Irene are working hard with their teams to train people how to minister healing and deliverance into lives so that we can see people healed and whole. And hopefully all of you will want to be a part of that process. God's people will go up to high places to worship and overthrow ruling thrones. So as we, in prayer, in worship, we're going to be able to see those things happen. And this is a year that new leaders will arise in civil arenas. We've got to be praying that godly people come into places of influence in our civic arenas. So in local government, our mayoral office locally, 
in places of influence, in schools, boards of governors, these different arenas where people gather together, we want people that really do want justice and righteousness and good things so that we can see that released. Now, I'm going to finish there because there's quite a bit more and we can always do that another week. So there's some things there that all of us can be praying for and praying into and looking for. So Lord, I want to pray that you give us eyes to see as we move forwards as a people who want to see your kingdom come and your will being done on the earth just as it is in heaven. Lord, we we hate injustice. We hate the pain that people go through because they're alienated from you and they're alienated from one another. Lord, we pray that you would help us to be a part of the answer, part of the solution and not a part of the problem. Help us, God, to be bold enough and brave enough when we see people who are struggling to ask them, can I pray? Is there something I can do to help you? Lord, make us ambassadors of heaven. Father, make, help us to be peacemakers, not just peacekeepers, but help us to be able to come into situations and make a positive change, we pray. In Jesus' name. And Lord, enable us to be ones that can see when we watch the news, maybe when we see a a headline, help us to be ones that can see exactly what needs to happen to change that headline for the better. Enable us to be able to pray more effectively, uh, God. We pray that we'd have that insight that we just don't waste words, but that when we begin to speak out your plans, your purposes, and make declarations of your word that we know that's going to send uh, like medication into those situations that's going to bring healing, it's going to bring wholeness in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.